Hey everybody, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as I talk to my guests about what it means to grow their career and how they define success. This is an experiment in helping us all to understand that while we may share things in common, we also have a lot of differences when it comes to both our careers and our definitions of success. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Under Construction Podcast. Today, I've got a great guest, Austin Merriman. Austin, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Got great weather going on, so lots of exciting things going on right now. We do, yeah. So spring, beautiful spring day. It's uh, going to start breaking 75 for a change here in the St. Louis area. <laughs> Winter is almost done. We're so excited about that. Uh, for folks that don't know you, Austin, can you explain what company you work for, what group, and what your role is? Absolutely. So I work with Keeley Construction. I'm within our civil group as a project engineer. And so uh, my day-to-day just looks like I'm helping out uh, my project manager with different tasks he's got going on, whether it's, you know, reviewing submittals or going through spec books, being up to date with plans, or, you know, even sometimes being his uh, eyes and ears and going out in the field physically and just uh, getting pictures of what's going on, talking with superintendents and bringing those updates back to him so that way he doesn't have to feel like he's got to be everywhere at once and uh, doing whatever I can to make his life a little bit easier. Nice. So getting a chance to see a lot of different projects as you help him uh, to grow the business, that's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, how much time do you spend roughly you know, in the office versus out in the field on the projects themselves? So right now, um, with us being in it through the winter, it's a little bit different. So a lot of our projects, at least through the winter, were a little bit slower. But with, so right now, it's probably about a 60-40 of 60 being in the office and then 40 kind of being out in the field. Uh, with it warming up, I'm, I've had a little bit more of an opportunity to go back out to the field a little bit more right now. But when we're in full-blown, like last summer, I was probably more 70-30. I was out in the field quite a bit with those guys uh, making sure that anytime anything came up, I was right there to help them. We could look through the plans together. We could read through the specs together and all those things. So it just kind of depends on the season and what kind of work's going on. But nice. uh, yeah. So how did you come to be a part of the Keeley construction team? So actually I had a buddy of mine, uh, Sonny Camper. He was here previously and he, uh, I had reached out to him cause I was kind of in contact with him. I've been friends with him since I was in like sixth grade. So I grew up with his kids and uh, he told me that he had transitioned uh, over here and was telling me about how great the culture was and everything that was going on. And uh, he ended up connecting me with Jen Bomberger, talked with her a little bit and uh, ended up going to a career fair uh, in the fall of, I guess that would be 21, and got to talk with uh, Lauren and Chase Richardson, and just, it was an amazing fit, and uh, ended up getting here, and ironically enough, um, I got to go into my interview talking to Ron Relling, and small world, I, I, we were kind of talking about where, you know, we were from and everything, and he was like, oh yeah, I was actually in St. Clair for a little bit, and it finally, like, a light just clicked. I was like, wait, do you have a daughter named Lexi? And it turns out we ended up going to school together before they moved to Eureka, and so it was a real, really cool, because, like, even, okay, like, we even had that mutual connection there, and uh, it's just really worked out to where I, I knew a few people and came in, and uh, it makes it a lot easier, you know, having those familiar faces coming in and uh, just being able to build those relationships early. Yeah, it definitely does. When you know somebody that can vouch for hey, this is a good place to work, these are good people, we got great projects, all that stuff. Makes it so much easier than having to do it cold, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so 
getting into the construction field, is that is something that you knew you wanted to do as little Austin, or is that something that uh, you changed uh, partway through and now decided, hey, I love doing what I'm doing? Yeah, so I would say probably through middle school and going into high school, uh, I more so wanted to go into construction, actually, in the residential and be like a carpenter. Um, and then 08, 09, everything crashed with the economy and I saw how it affected my dad. So my dad was in residential construction. That's kind of where the inspiration came from and seeing how it affected him and kind of how we had to go through and kind of struggle and figure things out growing up. I was, I finally realized like, okay, there's gotta be something else that I wanted to do different. And so at that time I realized I wanted to go into engineering, but I didn't really know the scopes of the engineering that was out there. And fast forward to my senior year, and I was actually in some engineering classes that our high school offered through PLTW. And we actually had a uh, project where we were going through and learning about all the disciplines. And I, by chance, got picked to, I had to cover civil engineering and come to find out it's construction on steroids and then has a phenomenal growth rate. Um, It has so much more sustainability. And that was kind of where it clicked for me. And so no joke, um, probably that fall is when I finally decided, like, because originally I was probably going to go mechanical and I wasn't like super passionate about it. But then I found out about civil and was like, okay, this is finally like it just lines up and this is something I can get behind and actually feel 100% passionate about. And went from there and dove in and I've loved it ever since. That's so cool. I I love the discovery process. And I think that's something... Many times uh, we're under the impression you have to know what you want to be when you grow up, right? Oh, yeah. And the answer is nobody does. You you just try stuff and you learn along the way. Um, what was it about, let's say, civil versus mechanical, right? Mm-hmm. What, what was it about civil that you just resonate with? Why do you like it so much? So for me, I enjoy just being outside and getting to see things actually start from the beginning. And whenever you see a finished product, um, it's something that you get to see other people utilize and what's cool is it's something that's never the same, you know, through mechanical processes. You know, it eventually evolves over time, but you're doing something or you're putting something together that's pretty, for the most part, repetitive. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it comes to civil engineering construction, it's so diverse and every single day it's a new challenge, it's a new thing. And for me, I don't want to get caught in a system or a process where I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. I want to see something new to where it keeps my career exciting and keeps me growing every single day. Like I don't want there to be something like I've seen this a million times and it just becomes so redundant and then complacency sets in and I don't enjoy what I do in this. I can find the love and passion because it's continually growing and changing and we're always trying to do something to make it better. Very cool. I, I agree with you. That's one of the reasons I loved any kind of construction. I had obviously done environmental and then was part of the civil group where, right. you know, back, back in the old days. Um, when you look at like the course of a normal week, you're obviously working on a lot of different things, not just one project. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you see uh, are the skills that really will set somebody up for success in this industry so if somebody somebody in high school comes up to you and says hey man this is cool i'm, I'm interested in getting in um what do you see that those skills would make them successful oh you just have to be, be willing to adapt i think that's the biggest thing because in this industry things change so much and if you're not uh willing to allow things to change 
and be willing to adapt with that, then this is going to be a very frustrating industry. You got to be willing to go with the flow and roll with the punches. Um, it's not going to be something that's going to always stay consistent. There's always going to be things that come up and uh, unforeseen conditions. You're going to be working and something's going to come up and you're going to have to learn and how to manage through those situations. You can't just allow yourself to get uh, flustered and or throw your hands up and just say, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much it. You know, you, you got to be willing to manage through it and then communicate with your teams out in the field and figure out what you can do to uh, get through those issues. Yeah, I love it. It's great advice, and it's uh, not just the construction industry, but for sure the construction industry where it uh, it's never the same thing, and it's always got a lot of pressure behind it. Absolutely. Um, you know, as, as you had mentioned, a lot of tough situations come up uh, in the industry. Anything that you've seen uh, in your career so far where it looked like on the face of it uh, something had failed uh, or it was a failure and uh, obviously you made it through because you know you're still here but mm -hmm. when you look at one of those failures is there one that jumps out in your mind that at the time was really hard but actually has now set you up that what you learned from that failure has made you more successful? I would honestly I think in the beginning stages of college that was something really difficult for me. So in college, they they can try as hard as they want to. You know, their senior year of high school, they can try really hard to prepare you for college and what it's going to be like, but there's nothing that prepares you for two times speed. Uh, in high school, when you're going through, you have an entire academic year to get through your schoolwork. But when you dive into college, um, you're having to study two times as fast. You're having to process information two times as fast. And whenever I got into my first year, year and a half, like I found myself struggling and I would have to drop, uh, drop a couple classes just to keep up and had multiple times where I'd be debating, is this actually going to be something that I think I'm going to be able to stick with and, you know, contemplated um, doing career changes multiple uh, times and taking a totally different path. But um, I was blessed to have people in my life that were willing to kind of coach me through it and encourage me to keep going because in my life I've had a lot of setbacks but I've, if there's anything I've learned is I can either choose to be you know a, a victim or I can become a victor and keep pushing forward and luckily those people encouraged me enough to where I decided you know what like this is just a phase it's just a season and because of that I can push forward and I was able you know fast forward all the way now I was able to get my degree and be one of the uh, few people in my family to get out of college and now have an amazing career and be able to support an amazing family and uh, do all the things that, you know, probably statistically I shouldn't be doing. And so that's, uh, I, that's the biggest thing, you know, I, I didn't allow myself to be just another person that was uh, caught in a situation and defined by a circumstance, but was able to come through and actually do something different and you know, be successful and try to be contri contributor to today's society. I love it. Great answer. Uh, you're right. Just keep pushing, right? Yeah, yeah you have to. <laughs> when you look at uh, some of the things that, uh, you know, you deal with on a, on a daily basis, right? A lot of stuff coming at you, as you mentioned, you know, you go from high school and then you go 2x speed in, in college and then you come into the construction field and I don't know, what is it, 4 or 8x, you know, speed at <laughs> yep. that point in time? Uh, a lot of stuff coming at you really fast. So in the last, let's call it, you know, three to five years, what have habits have you developed or any skills that you've acquired 
that's really helping you to continue to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that one of the biggest skills I've been able to acquire is prioritization. Um, I've come to this, you know, reality that I don't think there, you're ever going to have this perfect balance. You just have to learn how to prioritize your time the best way that you possibly can. Um, and so it's understanding, you know, what is the most important to me or what actually takes, um, what, what's more critical over one thing over the other and um, creating that list and understand, okay, you know, what really needs to be done or what tasks do I have going on in this situation that is going to add value to what we're doing and I break it down and understand what it is and then I just kind of attack it from there um, but the time management and prioritization is probably one of the biggest things that I've had to learn um, and I, I've had a lot of curveballs being kind of thrown in the middle of it while also trying to figure that out between uh, working multiple jobs in college and also keeping up with homework and then uh, doing landscaping on the side as well. Like, it, I had so much stuff going on, I, so I didn't have a choice. Like I either had to figure out how to prioritize my time uh, my and the relationships I had with people and everything I had going on. Otherwise, it was just going to be in, it was going to be chaos all the time. Do you have a particular tool that you use to do that, uh, t- that prioritization? What, what does that look like for you tactically when it's like, ah, I got to figure this out? <laughs> Um, honestly, there's, I wouldn't say there's any like specific tool that just like solves all my problems. Um, it comes down to, you know, maybe opening up my, uh, notes app and making myself aware of everything that's going on and, you know, keeping my eyes on a calendar and keeping my calendar up to date when I have, uh, especially since getting here to Keeley, having all my events and everything going on on my calendar helps me understand what's going on and uh, keeping myself up to date on you know what deadlines are and when I can visually see everything that I got going on and if I can write it all out then I can understand okay this is what I got to do and you know if I have to sacrifice something to make up time to make sure that I get the more important thing done then that's just what I got to do and if I got you know take maybe a few more hours of my day to just make sure it gets done because it's that critical then you know Sometimes you just have to make those sacrifices. Yeah, it gets back to that adaptability you were talking about earlier. Right, which fortunately, you know, things haven't been so crazy where it takes a a ridiculous amount of time to where it's uh, that time-consuming. It's, you know, it's it's been a pretty good balance so far. That's exciting. It is always a problem and a challenge and an opportunity and, you know, any adjective you want to use to describe it. But time management is one of those keys that everybody continues to deal with. Oh, absolutely. And that was something going through high school I struggled with. I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know uh, how to do any of those things. I was just the yes man. If somebody wants something done, you can count on Austin Merriman to do it because I was I didn't know how to say no. And when I was able to instill those boundaries and understand how critical time was, I think that's when everything really started to change and I started to see myself become more successful in college and see myself be, you know, successful just as an individual at home and start winning that. And then I was able to, you know, transition that well now into the workplace to where, you know, I've been able to have so far pretty decent success being able to manage my time. Man, saying no, that's... That's another one. We could probably talk for about forty-five minutes on that topic. Oh, Holy cow! It, how did you How did you come to that realization that hey, I've got to say no to a couple things? Uh, was it 
because of painful situation or was it just like, hey, I want to do more. So I realized I had to say less. So I ended up getting myself in, in some situations where I was just like so stressed like all the time and I was overwhelmed and I was never willing to face that reality or be honest with myself like, hey, like you're overworking yourself and you need to take a break. And I actually had a dear friend of mine, Justin Madden, he actually pulled me aside. Um, gosh, this was probably five, six years ago and was like, homie, you got to learn how to say no. Um, you're going to get to a point in your life where you're burning your candle at both ends and you're not going to be able to, you're, you're going to find yourself getting jaded and burnt out on the things that you once loved. And, you know, when it comes to life and he was more so, uh, for me talking about ministry at the time, but I mean, this applies to every aspect of your life. If you're not willing to, you know, take that minute and give yourself time to um, get yourself to a place where you're in good standing, like you, you, you're doing the things to restore your soul and take care of yourself. You know, this is about the long game. What, you know, we can push ourselves and drive ourselves in the ground, but after, you know, two, three, four, five years, we're going to be done and we're not going to be able to put that same energy or effort into it. And so, you know, I've gotten to the point now where I'm looking, okay, what can I do to sustain this for 10, 20, 40 years down the road and still be just as excited about what I'm doing then as I am right now? And that's that was one of the things I think that really helped me learn to say no because I'm in it for the long game. Like I just know my limitations. I know what I can handle. And I'm better about if I do find myself suffocating or drowning I'm not afraid to reach out and get that help if I do need it. It might take me a minute just because it's a pride. You know, sometimes we let our pride get in our way, but um, I'm definitely a lot better than what I was. And because of, you know, Justin being able to take a minute and pull me aside and just, like, open my eyes to the bigger picture of looking, you know, long term, um, it's it's been a breath of fresh air, honestly. And I've been able to approach a lot of different situations Um with this mindset and it's it's worked wonders man what a great friend in justin being able to do that for you that's that wisdom that he was able to oh impart to you dude that is a gift <laughs> a straight up gift that many people don't learn until years and years in after they do burn out so yeah. justin good job man that's an awesome friend right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a phenomenal guy he's been a great mentor for me for many years and still keep up i'm actually getting lunch with him today and nice. catch up and just a phenomenal guy and he it, it's just in every aspect of my life he's been there if i you know need that advice and he's somebody i can lean on and always you know if i need that little extra spark kind of put under my seat like he's the guy he's he's just fantastic when it comes to that stuff that is phenomenal and we need people like those in our life it's uh, it's incredible you, you had touched on obviously when you know things get to whether they're you know feeling like it's suffocating or you know or you're drowning yeah any uh and by the way we all struggle with this too where we get a little too far in before we realize it and then we have yeah. to kind of backtrack right but are there some things that you do that help Austin to pull back? Like, what does that look like when you realize, hey, I may be in over my skis? What do you do to get yourself refocused again when you're feeling overwhelmed? Um, so I think one of the biggest things I do is on the weekends, I always try as hard as I can. It doesn't happen always, but I always try to at least give myself a day on the weekend to where mm -hmm. it's just, you know, time for me. 
and whether it's you know me and the wife we're going out and we're walking the dog at the park but we're just I'm trying to do as much as I can to be intentional about just making sure that I'm good and taking that time to make sure that I feel restored and you know this time of year is perfect because it's finally starting to warm up and uh, we're diving into some phenomenal seasons and I'm a big nature guy like I love going outside whether it's you know doing float trips or going out fishing uh, walking at the park all the things and so I try really really hard to give myself that time to go and just unwind and unplug and just you know dive into the things that I enjoy most. That's great, great advice right there. Um, Open-ended question here. Um, how does Austin Merriman define success? That's a loaded question. Um, I think success is just defined by you're finding something that you're passionate about and you're doing whatever you can to just push yourself to be the best version of yourself in that role or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, I don't think it will ever be, you know, it's not about perfection, it's about progression. We're just trying to get a little bit better every single day. And if you can just get on that train of understanding that, you know, not everything isn't just always going to fall exactly how you want it to. Um, things are going to happen, life happens. And if you can kind of set that, you know, quit this ex uh, expectation of just everything's got to be lined up in this you know perfect case scenario unfortunately you know that doesn't happen and you just gotta learn how to just keep rolling with it and uh, you just have to allow yourself to not get disappointed when those hardships and things do come up and you just gotta keep pushing and allow the passion and the drive just keep allowing you to be the best version of yourself every single day and whenever you're going out it's about just making a difference not in just your own life but just trying to also impact those that are around you because I mean life is a precious precious gift and if we were all about the tasks all the time and not worried about the relationships um, I think we'd be missing a massive point especially in this industry because we're dealing with people all the time and so if we're uh, if we're focused on tasks but we're missing the people then we're we're missing the point and in every aspect of your life you're dealing with people every system you're just about dealing with people and so you just got to make sure that you're giving, you know, everything that you can to those things and make sure you're uh, taking care of yourself along the way. I love that. Better version of yourself. That that jumps out at me. That's so many times people are focused externally on me versus or I'm not, you know, this other person or this other role. I love that. Hey, I just want to be better and I want to enjoy Absolutely. the journey. That That's Great, great advice, yeah, Austin. Yeah, I think another thing, too, to add that is just, like, we can't die in our complacency or just be, like, constantly okay with where we're at. We should be constantly wanting to grow. It should be a hunger that we, sh you know, should want to have. Um, you know, I don't ever see myself just, like, wanting to hit this specific point and just, okay, that's the peak for Austin Merriman. You know, there's always something that I could be doing to, you know, make an impact somewhere else, whether it's my own life or somebody else's, and so... Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, last question I've got. Uh, my my God mode question. If we could put you in charge of all of the digital signage in our lives, <laughs> right? And all the screens. Uh, what is it that you want to put up on a screen that you want you know billions of people to see and know? Oh gosh, that that's a loaded question. Um, I think for this one, it's just trying to uh, remember to always be authentically yourself you know don't worry about trying to fit this mold of what society tries to tell you to be but just do what 
you feel like you have the call and the passion to do. I think so many times we live in a society where we have to, if we don't fit this particular mold that we, you know, we don't stand out or uh, we don't have uh, our own purpose or way to make a difference. And so, you know, I try to personally go against the grain, do things different. Um, and fortunately, you know, it's allowed me to crack many firsts for my family, being yeah. able to um, really change the legacy in that aspect. And so, you know, don't be afraid to go get against the grain and be different. That's probably what I would put up. I love it. Great, great word there too, man. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for uh, joining me and oh, uh, look forward to seeing you out on the sites as I get out to visit some of them. Absolutely. I appreciate it, John. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Under Construction Podcast. I trust you had a lot of good notes that you've been able to take and maybe some actionable items that you're going to be able to put on your calendar so that you can internalize and then grow from some of the ideas that our guests are sharing. Hey, if you'd like to have somebody featured on the Under Construction Podcast, just reach out to me. I'm always happy to have conversations and share people's stories. You can reach me at jregan at keelycompanies.com. Thanks and have a great day.